Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way and Happy New Year to all of you, uh, not only from Southridge, but leaders listening. Uh, We're excited to look ahead at the coming year. And to do that from a local church perspective, uh, I get the pleasure of sitting down with the chair of our board of elders. Her name is Teresa DeFighter. Teresa, welcome back. Thanks, Jeff. It's uh, nice to have you here. I'm sure you're not terribly looking forward to this, but uh, it's it's a great opportunity to have a conversation. I'll do my best for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, before we get into the, the subject at hand, um, just how are things going in your in your own world with your family and how are you doing? We're uh, I'm doing well. Yes, very well. We've uh, it's been it's been a busy season for us. I have to say personally, we're my husband and I uh, moved into St. Catharines, and uh, no, we're not going to be attending the Glenridge site. We're staying in Vineland, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're doing good. It's busy. It's busy time, and uh, today was a busy day. We had our granddaughters for the day, and yeah, it's full full days ahead. It's great. A big house sale. That's not a lot of fun these days, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> We're still waiting very patiently. So I'm sure it's around the corner, that sale of that house. And uh, how uh, how are your kids doing? You know, they're great. Yeah, they're doing well. Our daughter is back in Costa Rica for the season. She they were there. This, they're going into their second year, and yeah, they were here for a few months this summer, and now they're back there. The kids are back in school there. Our son is in St. Catherine, so that's the reason we moved closer to uh, him and his family, and we help out a little bit with the uh, little girls. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's dive in because uh, you know the beginning of the year similar to what as a local church we talked about in last night's spotlight service you know it gives us an opportunity to reflect to look back and to celebrate the faithfulness of god but also to look forward uh counting on that faithfulness and to imagine the life that jesus is inviting us into and so uh you know it gives us some opportunity to do that and uh, i guess first things first wanted to encourage everybody in just the discipline that reflection takes and so to do that I wanted you to share a little bit about how our board uh, experiences that. I know that uh, kind of around year end, which is the calendar year end, but it's kind of the mid-year check-in of our ministry, uh, we get together as a board over the holidays to do this reflection looking back and and looking ahead. So talk about what what happens on that. It's a Saturday morning uh, every year. We had it uh, in later December. Um, just describe for everyone what happens and kind of what goes on. Well, in that, uh, we call it our year-end debrief, and it's it's pretty much um, looking back on how we feel the board is doing and also how we feel the church is doing. And uh, we do a review with each other as well. It's um, We get together uh, one-on-one with another board member, and we reflect on just how we have done personally in our spiritual growth, uh, just as a board, how we're feeling. And um, 
what else do we do? So in that morning, we also, we talk about those things and where we, you know, see areas of growth or areas of change that we can do personally or as a board. And um, we work pretty, I think in that morning too, it's, uh, we, we share a lot of our, I guess, our strengths, but also our weaknesses and where we could improve on different things. And we're, we support each other in those on that morning. It's a good support system as well. I'm not sure if I covered those questions. Yeah, it's but. an interesting for, for leaders listening, uh, th this mid-year reflection exercise mm -hmm. actually serves two purposes. One is that it's, it's actually kind of the elders performance review. So maybe mm -hmm. describe that for a few minutes because we have a performance review document that yes. our elders individually work through and then they pair up and ultimately we debrief this as part of this this yeah. mid-year check-in so talk about that process well and and during that process we um we look at how it's usually personally how we feel that we have done as a board member is there is there areas that we can grow in can we change can we uh do better and i mean for myself too there was I met with uh, two other uh, board members and um, yeah, it's, you know, you talk very vulnerability, <laughs> sorry, that's a big word. Um, and, you know, you lay your heart out because this, you know, being a board member is, it can be challenging and it, but it's also very fulfilling and you get to share those with each other and, um, yeah, it's it's an experience. It's a responsibility, but it's also a responsibility that comes with great blessing as well. Yeah. So in in addition to the performance review part of it, where these subsets of our board kind of compare notes and share the 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 findings or the results of their their private debriefs, and so we're kind of doing a bit of a group performance review. We also do some. Uh, reflection on the the previous year and uh, for this year's reflection exercise uh, again that took place the end of December how would you feel like it went our church year or on this uh, for the board itself just the nature of the board's discussion as we reviewed the year how'd you feel like it went I think it went well I mean we we had some challenges this year and I think it was there were some difficult challenges that we had and for board members, we shared about that. And it's probably one of the uh, years, I guess, for some of us, it was probably the one that had the carried the most challenges. But as a board, we're very, uh, we work well together, we listen to each other, we uh, care for each other. And I think we hold each other up in prayer. And it's, it strengthens us as well. And it's, it keeps us um, cohesive in our conversations and we're we're we flow very well together. I, I find it's a it's a good mesh with each of the different uh, board members. There's lots of different experiences and also skill sets. So it's an interesting time together for sure. Yeah, from a board health perspective, I would say the conversation felt pretty good. Would you agree? Yeah, uh, for sure, definitely very good. Yeah, upbeat and um, everybody was. Everybody was in. It was it was not like we were pulling, you know, trying to keep people on board. It was just very, it was a good meeting, very productive and very 
uh, encouraging to to hear to just to hear people's hearts about the board and how they're feeling about the board. Yeah. So uh, now we'll engage in the discipline of re reflection on the church, and uh, obviously this is the other main exercise of this kind of mid-year check-in or year in review, um, where we kind of as a board reflect on where God's brought our church community. Mm -hmm. I guess first things first, what would you say the board's collective sense was of this past year? There was very, it's actually very positive, even though uh, there were some things that we felt were challenging, but in the, on the whole, we're feeling very uh, encouraged about our church and where it's going and the people that are on board and in this, especially coming out of COVID and it just, it's, it seems like people were excited to come into church and be part of something again. So I think that's, that's where, you know, most of the board members were feeling. Yeah, it's hard to remember back, but you know, when you do this annual reflection, a year ago at this time, we were shut down because of the Omicron virus, the, the Omicron variant, and spent an entire January in, at least in our Southridge context, in services online. And for months leading after that, people were getting Omicron and kids were getting Omicron and, you know, people were off work and working from home and remotely. And, and, and so when you thought you'd built some momentum in the fall, um, we started the year with no momentum. We were right back to square one, really, uh, with right. regards to the pandemic. And it's 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 part of the benefit of the reflection exercise is to remember that that was only a year ago and to, to realize yeah. how far God's brought us. Um, as we reflected, though, on the year, what were some of the other main challenges that we considered? Uh, some of the main challenges, I would say one of them for sure would have been, uh, besides COVID, would have been... Uh, our teaching pastor, Mike Krause, resigning. And also going from there was the, um, the suspension from the conference. And what else would there, what else other challenges would it, there have been? Um, they, those were pretty major ones for us. For yeah, sure. That's probably enough. We spent a spring navigating uh, Mike's transition. Yes. Uh, yes. And then in the fall, uh, you know, we'd reopened this conversation around Love Beyond Belief with our uh, conference executive director, Ed Wilms, and mm -hmm. pretty early on in the fall found out that he was no longer going to be the ex executive director and that the, the yeah. uh, Ontario Conference Board had put our church under suspension uh, in regards to Love Beyond Belief and how we're trying to navigate LGBTQ plus inclusion. So that, that, those were probably the highlight <laughs> Rocky Mountains of our, of our year. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I, I certainly in that meeting, I felt bad for the the new board members because we yes. have two board members who were in their very first year and the year that they experienced was was relatively tumultuous with global pandemic, major staff transitions and uh, some denominational challenges. So describe how we tried to kind of encourage those newer board members. Well, I have to say that those, the uh, two new board members, Dee Newman and uh, Wes Reimer, they did amazing. I know that sometimes they looked, uh, looked when we were having some conversations, they looked like deer in the headlights with some of these conversations, but they were, they did really well. And it's just, yeah, how do you encourage them? It's encouraging, they're, they know that they're here for a reason. 
and their skill set and their experiences has brought them to this position. So they're in the right place. It's just, and it takes time. I remember when I first started too, I don't think I contributed that much. I felt I didn't contribute at all, but probably the first three years. So <laughs> I just, it's a, it's a learning curve, but I also felt for myself in those first years, and I, I believe that Dee and Wes would feel this too, that they they are led to this point or this time in their life for a reason. And um, I think they're doing great. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with you that the, the two new board members we've, we've added have really out of the gate, almost like an old shoe fit yeah. into the group. Mm-hmm and added substantive wisdom and value and engagement uh, to increase the the horsepower of our board of elders. And uh, as new of a journey as it feels, and as probably overwhelmed and and unsure of themselves that they are, uh, they they really have strengthened our board and made the governance of our church better this year. So yeah, totally. I was certainly part of the conversation was encouraging them that they that they belong. And even though they feel like they're new and are still kind of getting their arms around right. what governing Southridge is all about to realize that they are adding significant value. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a few highlight reasons why 2022 is a challenging year for us. And, you know, realistically, not every year in a local church is that challenging where... Right. Mm-hmm. you're you're locked down again you're suspended mm-hmm. by your denomination you know for trying to make moves of inclusivity you have a a senior pastoral staff of two and a half decades uh resign and so these were these were some major changes sure. um and i know before we kind of moved on and and for a lot of leaders listening before we move on Part of our reflection it was just on how to process challenging years. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, Teresa, when a, when a season is challenging, how do you view it from a, a spiritual perspective? Well, that's a big question. Uh, I would say for myself personally, uh, during challenging times, I don't always... I know we can say, you know, it's the evil one, it's, you know, the devil working against us. And that could be as well. I I agree totally with that. There are forces working against good. Um, But we're we're also in this world and things happen and life happens, people's lives happen. And, you know, we just have to, uh, we really have to just press into God more and, you know, spend more time just in our, in our walk with him, in our meditation time, and take pauses just to reflect and, and, and feel and know that we're on the right journey. We're in the right direction. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, know, you can, I don't think you can ever avoid challenging times, and I think they're always there, and sometimes there's more than others, but it's, yeah, it is what it is. Oh, this applies personally to, to church members listening to who are mm-hmm. reflecting on their past year. And maybe it wasn't the year that they imagined right. on yeah. uh, on the 1st or 2nd of January of 2022. And and so, you know, in mm-hmm. our discipline of reflection, you're thinking, man, you know, not much happened. Where do I where do I see God in this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, not every not every year is up and to the right. I, I think one of the values is to ask the question of 
how God has worked in us and how God has changed us, not necessarily how has God changed the circumstances that we wished to be changed. And so, yeah, part of that, uh, I, I would say is a good reflection. I'm thinking of even last week's podcast where Mandy Casper walked us through just some of the, the spiritual practices or the spiritual disciplines of taking time and reflecting mm-hmm. kind of at year end or at these, these new year times. Um, and, and I would encourage all of us to, to spend some time reflecting in that regard, mm-hmm. I guess, as a church leader, you know, you've been, uh, not just in, in, involved in, in our local church, but previous local churches as well. You know, how have you learned to process seasons that have been challenging in, in your life? Well, it's interesting. I know um, people will say when they're going through challenging seasons or times that they, you know, journal more or they pray more. Um, I would say for myself, when I'm going through a challenging time, even as, especially as a leader, it's when I probably journal less, I pray more, but there's more of a, a reflection on just on myself and how I am learning through this and what I can learn from this rather than why is this happening? And I know, you know, there's, it strengthens us, challenges strengthen us, which we don't really want, but we, they do strengthen us. And it it's, it keeps a perspective, I guess, to, um, for me, it keeps a perspective on who God is in my life and really, he has the big picture. I'm just helping out here. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about that he has the big picture, like, especially as church leaders, I think it's important for us to remember that we participate in and contribute to something that has already achieved victory. Mm-hmm. And I think the question is more, how is Jesus experiencing and how, or how are we experiencing the victory of Jesus in the circumstances that we're experiencing or enduring right now? Because, you know, in the already, but not yet intermediate that we live in before Christ's ultimate return, uh, you know, not everything, as we said earlier, not everything is going to go up and to the right. But it's important to realize that, you know, the victory's already been won, the battle's already been won, and Jesus is moving things in that redemptive direction. So how can we experience that and remember that from a big picture perspective? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. uh, that 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 comment's yeah. very important. I'm glad that you said that. Uh, I mentioned earlier that while this is the new year, for us as a ministry that kind of launches in September and <laughs> wraps up in June. In a lot of ways, it's more like the midpoint of our ministry year. And so I guess from a from a ministry perspective, even from a rally cry perspective, which we launched into back at Vision Night, we talked about trying to be the church we've been becoming for some time to a greater degree, particularly by going deeper, by going wider, and by going younger. Um, how are you feeling about our progress kind of mid-year? I think it's actually going quite well. I'm, I'm uh, encouraged for sure. And uh, this, uh, 
Well, we're not dealing with COVID, and I, I think it gives us better access to do what we really are called to do and what we want to do through this rally cry. And um, I'm quite encouraged with it. It's um, there's especially with the the our missional direction, and that's coming through. We see that in, in our three different sites and how people are engaging with those. So, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's your, it's the church's rally, your rally cry for the church. And um, it's happening. It's, that's what's exciting to me. I see it happening. I don't know if, you know, a lot of people know exactly what the rally cry is, but maybe that's something that you can explain to them. Yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, you know, February 26th, for those listening from Southridge, February 26th is our AGM and we have a vision night service after. And uh, typically that February vision night, uh, you know, distinct from our September vision night is kind of the mid-year check-in. So if if you didn't participate in our vision night service in September, you can go online and, and watch the video uh, just to kind of catch a bit of the heart of where we sensed God leading us. But uh, the February vision night is that mid-year check-in where we can report back on where God's been leading us and kind of where we're at, uh, at this point, five or so months into the, into the 10 or so month ministry season. And so it's kind of exciting to consider. I guess my question to you, Teresa, would be, in our rally cry this year, trying to go deeper through missional integration, grow wider through love beyond belief and LGBTQ plus inclusion, uh, and grow younger through generational transfer, <clears throat> which of those values are you most resonating with or are you most excited about? <laughs> That's a hard <laughs> question, Jeff, because I think they're very important, all three of those. Um, I would say, I think the, the, um, the missional integration i think that to me it kind of covers all of the areas because it gets everybody involved with it and um it's it makes like it's i guess the missional thing brings out really brings out the love beyond belief in people and it's really what we're all about and i guess that's what i get excited about i know you know, growing wider to be inclusive, be inclusive is very important. I, it's all part of it, but we're all part of this, this thing together, this, this, what we're going forward, this mission that we're going forward in. And um, I think it includes everybody in that as a, as a church. So. Yeah. The I, missionally integrated gatherings for leaders mm -hmm. who haven't tracked with us um, yeah. is basically a way of taking our anchor causes, which are our missional expressions and our, large group gatherings, kind of our weekend services and figuring out how to integrate them to a greater degree mm -hmm. so that people who attend on Sundays know that this is a different kind of community and know that this is an inherently missional church. Right. So whether it's shifting our service times so that participants and clients from our anchor causes can actually attend our services or uh, kind of repositioning or rescheduling our, our service times to other times. We've talked about evening services in Vineland. We're together with our Caribbean friends. We can, we can actually do a worship service together in a, even a worship style integrated kind of a way. Um, or, you know, doing missionally integrated things coming out of our weekend services, like in St. Catharines, maybe, 
instead of having a lunch just for our homeless shelter residents, having a community lunch where everyone's having lunch together after our service to, to just integrate these parts of the buildings, integrate these different uh, ministry initiatives together as one. Um, I, I like the way that you say you're not only excited about that, but it also uh, it also kind of encapsulates the other two yeah. because there is a there is a generational bias towards wanting to gather for those reasons. And mm -hmm. certainly that illustrates a heart of inclusivity and, and love beyond belief. So mm -hmm. I, I can track with that. Let's pretend that you and I are gathering for the first podcast of 2024. And so we're going to meet a year from now. If you and I are having a conversation a year from now, as we look ahead, because because the discipline of reflection isn't just about looking back. It's also about mm -hmm. looking ahead. What, what would you say that you're most hoping that we as a church are celebrating a year from now? What I would really love to see is actually um, people coming back to church instead of doing virtual church. That would be one thing. <laughs> Because I think they're really missing out on our community and having that relationship. It's like doing church. Um, it's like having a, I don't know, a relationship on virtual relationship, but you're not actually connecting with anybody. So that part would be really exciting to see, to, just to get people more engaged, to come back to church and to um, participate in these anchor causes and in you know what we're what we're looking to do with this love beyond belief. I think we all need to be there to support each other. Um, not and yeah, just to be part of something. I think it's so important for people just to have that community and to be able to work together and get uncomfortable together. I know that doesn't sound like fun being uncomfortable together, but sometimes we need to be uncomfortable to make somebody else more comfortable. Yeah, even, you know, when you talk about our anchor causes and the reciprocity and mutuality of friendship that we've just celebrated through our Fall Hope Live series, you know, almost at a more preliminary level, like just being together in person mm -hmm. to a greater degree, we still, and church leaders listening, I don't know what the stats are in, in your communities, but we still, in our fourth quarter of 2002, only gathered as a community, 57% of us in person, 43% yeah. of our community still gathers online on any given Sunday. And so just, just even the, the being together, the encouraging one another mm -hmm. and, and the engaging in mission together in up close and personal life on life kind of a ways. I, I, I agree with you that that alone would be something worth, mm -hmm. worth celebrating. We did a few, uh, I think, social events during the summer. I know I'm just speaking from the Vineland site. And uh, people were so happy to be together. They enjoyed that. They were, and even when they had the, the um, Shane Claiborne event, the church was full. And it was such a great feeling to be together with so many people. And I think that in, really keeps people encouraged as well. But it, it strengthens each person just being part of that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, similar, similar question, but more of an internal question, not a mm -hmm. circumstantial question about our church and our ministry, but just kind of at a personal level. How do you hope that we as people have most changed? What do you hope that's most different about us? 
I hope that we uh, have more capacity for differences, that we can do church together, even when we have differences of opinions or theological um, ideas. I think I would really like to see people being able to sit beside each other and just agree to disagree on certain topics or um, ideas and just love on each other just for who we are rather than trying to be all the same. And I think we need to be challenged to grow in and to increase our capacity for change. Change is good. I always say that to my husband when I change the furniture around. He doesn't like it. I say, this is good for you. <laughs> well, we you know, it's, it's interesting. Internally, we've referred to this as love beyond belief. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rallying around and unifying around the primacy of the law of love as opposed to mm -hmm ancillary theological distinctives or convictions even if we even if we hold them strongly and you know i i, I would say that's not just true for us as a church community or a, as a family of believers that's true for us as a society for sure it is you know yes. we saw during the pandemic and i think we've seen since the pandemic politically and on a variety of personal and social issues just a, a decreasing capacity to be in close relationship with each other unless everyone yeah. all agrees on the same thing. Yeah. And I, I don't think a, a community is supposed to all agree on the same thing. So we've got to actually learn the behaviors and the, the, the characteristics to become those kind of people. I think we so need when you think about that, what, what would you say is the work that you believe Jesus most has to do or the work that a year from now you're hoping Jesus has been able to do the most in us. Cause at the end of the day, you and I both agree. It's not us who builds this thing. This is Christ's oh. church. He's forming his life in us personally. He's right. forming his character in us collectively so that as little Christ and as a body of Christ, we can exude his character to a greater degree. What, what are you looking for Jesus to do in the next calendar year? Well, honestly, Jeff, I think that Jesus has done everything he needs to do for us. We have given been given everything from him. So it's really, it's up to us to take what Jesus has given us and take that to the world to help other people rather than be so um, expecting, you know, I don't, I don't even know. I get, I get sort of, <laughs> I get a little bit wondering about why why we can't just do this and love on people the way Jesus did. He's our example, and we can do what he has called us to do. And I think he's he's expecting that from us. Rather than him telling or doing more for us, we need to walk what he has shown us to walk, the life of what mm -hmm. of faith that he has shown us to walk. That's a that's a great word. I'm thinking about the the teaching in second Peter chapter one, where Peter says, because of Jesus, you've been given every blessing and received every one of his precious promises. So he says, because you've already received everything from Jesus, he says, make every effort to add to your faith. And he goes through these character requirements of goodness and faithfulness and knowledge and that ultimately lead to a mutual affection and then ultimately what he describes as love yes and uh 
that's a, a great way of framing it. I hope that those of us listening are, are tracking with what we have available for us in Christ and the, responsibi- the responsibility on us to make the most of that. Um, with that, I guess, Teresa, as we wrap up, any final encouragements or challenges either to our members at Southridge or other leaders listening when it comes to not just looking back, but looking forward and making 2023 uh, the, the greatest year ever uh, on behalf of Jesus? Well, I would say, I would just really would say to, just to keep our eyes and heart centered on Jesus, follow his example. It's, it's pretty simple. He's made it. He's made it very simple in the scripture. We watch him every day, read about him every day. Allow yourselves to be brought into some discomfort. And just for those that haven't had those kind of comforts, it's, it's, we need to share. We need to be more empathetic. We need to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and, and see what their life would be like if it had some more comforts. To do it, just to do life better, be an example to the outside community. I would like to see churches not splitting, but churches becoming examples rather than than you know people walking away from churches. I would like to see them come back to churches because we can That's do better. That's great encouragement, Teresa. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, to all of you who have launched into. Uh, a brand new year. All the best for 2023 in your local community. And uh, if you're part of Southridge, we hope that you'll continue tracking with us seven days from now as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Bye.